Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, March 11th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Joe Biden cemented his lead in the race for the Democratic presidential nomination last night. Airlines are preparing for the financial fallout from the coronavirus to get worse before it gets better. And the head of the International Energy Agency calls Russia and Saudi Arabia's price war irresponsible. Plus, the FT's Chris Giles tells us what to watch for as the UK unveils its first budget since 2018. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Joe Biden won Michigan and at least two other states during last night's Democratic primary elections. And in the process, the former U.S. vice president extended his lead in the race against Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. Michigan is considered a key battleground in the American Midwest. Mr. Sanders carried the state in the 2016 Democratic primary when he faced off against Hillary Clinton, only for her to be narrowly beaten there by Donald Trump. Mr. Biden also won the states of Mississippi and Missouri last night. Votes in Washington, Idaho, and North Dakota were still being counted as we recorded today's episode. The spread of the coronavirus has caused travel demand to crumble. That's hitting airlines particularly hard. The International Air Transport Association says the outbreak could reduce global passenger revenue by as much as $113 billion. And this has sent the airline industry into nothing short of a crisis. On Tuesday, a trio of U.S.-based airlines, Delta, American, and United, all pulled back their 2020 financial forecasts. United expects revenue to drop as much as 70% in April and May. Delta said it would defer $500 million in capital expenditure and delay another $500 million in pension funding. It also introduced a hiring freeze and other measures to cut costs. Australian carrier Qantas cut nearly a quarter of international flights and asked staff to take unpaid leave. Chief Executive Alan Joyce said he'd sacrifice his own salary for the next three months. Last week, Virgin Atlantic cut its CEO pay by 20 percent for four months. Korean Air has warned it may not survive if the outbreak isn't brought under control quickly. The airline has cut 80 percent of its international capacity because of the virus. Remember that the market route on Monday was triggered by a crash in the price of oil, all because of a price war between Saudi Arabia and Russia. And now the head of the International Energy Agency has condemned the fight, telling the FT that both countries are acting irresponsibly. Fatih Birol said that the efforts to try and stop the spread of the coronavirus are at risk. Meanwhile, U.S. oil producers have already taken a hit. The FT's James Fontanella Khan has more on one company that had to take drastic measures in response. On Tuesday, Occidental took a drastic measure of cutting its dividend by about 90%, from 79 cents to 11 cents. It's the first time Occidental Petroleum has cut its dividend since 1991. Why did it do that? Well, it has come under enormous pressure, partly because of the oil war between Saudi Arabia and Russia, at the same time, we shouldn't forget that about a year ago, it acquired Anadarko Petroleum for $55 billion. That deal hasn't really turned out to be as great as it hoped. The stock of Occidental has dropped from about $70 per share to around $14 now. So that's the reason why they've taken such a drastic measure to try to shore up the stock and hopefully turn around the company. And here's a story you should know more about. 
Governments around the world are preparing possible efforts to stimulate their economies as the effects of the coronavirus take hold. And today, we'll see what, regarding the outbreak, has been factored into the UK budget. But to understand the full picture of what's going on with the new budget today, you have to look back to about a month ago. That's when UK Chancellor Sajid Javid abruptly quit his post. Prime Minister Boris Johnson had asked Mr. Javid to sack his own team of advisors. Mr. Javid said no. Mr. Javid's departure was significant for a few reasons. He was only eight months into the job. He was the first chancellor to quit over a disagreement with Downing Street since 1989. And Mr. Javid was responsible for drafting the UK's first budget since Brexit, the country's first budget since 2018. Today, the UK's new chancellor, Rishi Sunak, will present the budget instead. And unlike Mr. Javid, who was committed to balancing day-to-day spending by 2030, Mr. Sunak is all about loosening the country's purse strings. The FT's Chris Giles has more. If you think back to the past decade of austerity in the UK, of big spending cuts, a big consolidation of the public finances, well, what we're going to see in the budget on Wednesday is a reversal of that. We're going to see the government saying, you know, we were talking about the importance of getting the deficit down. Well, actually, we don't mind so much anymore. Interest rates are very low. It's time to spend. And so there's going to be a huge reversal of a lot of spending cuts. It's going to be the moment at which it turns around. We're going to have rising borrowing as a share of GDP. And I'm beginning to get the sense we're going to get the biggest spending increases or the biggest fiscal loosening in the UK for 30 years. And why is the UK so intent on all this spending? Well, I think it got to the point where the austerity of the past decade really, in the end, became too difficult for the government to justify any longer. We were having severe problems in our health service, in schools, in policing. So it's been, it's really a U-turn of government policy and it is quite an extraordinary one. So we are going to see a complete changing in the strategy of the government. And then there's going to be a real sea change in capital spending, moving it from around 2% of national income up to 3% of national income. So like a 50% increase effectively in the amount of public sector investment. A lot of that will go into quite large infrastructure projects. And the mantra of the day is this thing called levelling up, which is trying to help the worst performing parts of the UK economy really places peripheral to London. And it's those areas will get the spending and the spending will be significant. Yeah. And let's not forget that these are the areas that traditionally voted Labour. And this spending is kind of a thank you from the Conservative government for voting for them in the last election. Chris, how is the government going to pay for all this? It's essentially going to borrow for most of it, but there will be some tax increases as well. So there was a plan and it was legislated to cut corporation tax rate from 19% to 17%. That's no longer going to happen. You have to legislate again to make to keep it at 19%. There are going to be a series of tax reliefs that are going to be either abolished or curtailed. Really, there's a thing called entrepreneur's relief. And we're going to see other sorts of, I think, probably some other tax increases in in that area where there are what the government has talked about of arbitrary reliefs for wealthy people. So that's where the people who need to be, sort of, I think, worried about their tax bills rising. We're, we obviously have to talk a little bit about the coronavirus and how the UK government plans to address this. What plans are there in the budget to do this, if any? 
Well, I think we need to see the detail, but the broad outline is pretty clear what it's going to be. There's going to be essentially unlimited money for public health for hospitals to deal with coronavirus, which will be there on a temporary and targeted basis to ensure uh, that, that the health system doesn't fall over. Then there will be a series of measures to tide both households and particularly small businesses over if their revenues drop very sharply. This will come both from targeted help from government for things like ensuring that the tax authorities don't send companies into bankruptcy, other cash flow support putting pressure on banks. And also, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some Bank of England measures in the financial regulatory space and maybe even an interest rate cut to make it seem like a really holistic and large package. I think the interest rate cut is the least likely of all of those, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if we saw a whole bunch of measures which wouldn't only come from the UK government, but might also come from the central bank as well. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. And one more thing before we go. Today, the FT is launching a newsletter that will help you navigate the economic uncertainty stemming from the coronavirus outbreak. It's called Coronavirus Business Update. If you sign up, it'll be delivered to your inbox at least three times a week and provide a level-headed briefing on how the epidemic is affecting markets, global business, our workplaces, and daily lives. Visit ft.com slash nbe, that stands for news by email, to sign up. Again, that's ft.com slash nbe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.